0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Just Say It. My name is Favor Ruchika, and I'm super excited to have you guys back here with me, guys. Today is going to be very, very special because I'm going to be having a very, very special guest. Um, you guys will be hearing all about her in this particular episode, but for the most part, I just wanted to check in and just talk a little bit about Tobe. So Tobe Naji is my guest. If you haven't gotten the hint already, and She is an agile coach. She used to be a Nigerian radio personality and she moved to America a couple of years ago. And the reason why we brought her on this show is so she could talk about her experiences on how she transitioned into corporate America. Tobe is in the information technology space. And so she's going to be dropping one or two advices to help you as a young person, basically navigate your career space when you're ready. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Tobe Neji. She is going to be sharing a lot, so I recommend you have a paper and a pen just so you could learn and just so you could take um, all the advice that she has to give to you as they come. Because she was saying a lot of things throughout her story, I honestly couldn't edit any part of this podcast. I tried to, but I just couldn't leave anything out because it was that good. Also, I'm Taking my time to explain this intro because I really want you to be prepared. If you hear some cracks within the audio, just know that we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. That shouldn't be your excuse to not listen to this full episode. However, um, that was not a lot. It's just uh, some places where you hear some cracks here and there. Anyway, let's just get into this particular podcast because I feel like I've been talking for a while and I'm sure you guys are actually tired of hearing my voice. So for a change. I bring to you tobe neiji do not go anywhere we'll be right back so today's tmi session is going to be kind of different today's tmi session is the fact that um I've always dreamt about corporate America, you know whether or not I'm going to get there one day is really up for debate for some of you that are wondering if you're new on this podcast t m i is where I get to share one thing about myself that I normally do not share with anyone, but because I love you guys so much, I decide to um i I always share this t m i session with you guys, so here it goes, like I said corporate america has been something that's always been on my mind whether or not it's scary is is completely up for debate but the person i have on today is going to be you know maybe not necessarily changing her minds but giving us more insight on her background and how she was able to transition so if i were you i won't go anywhere i hope you don't go anywhere all right i'll see you guys when we come back (laughs) Alright, welcome, welcome. Hi guys. I hope you guys are doing well. Um everything that has been going on has just been crazy. But I have a little good news for you guys because I have somebody that um literally has smile like r- lights up the room. She is such an amiable person. Ah, to be see how you have, can we use big English. Amiable. god. <laughs> but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but basically no jokes man like i have somebody very special and i'm going to be telling you guys how i'm i met toby but in the meantime i'm going to just give you a little knowledge about Toby that i know and to and just talk to you guys about what she's going to be doing for us today or should I actually I'll just let tobe introduce herself. tobe do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I think it would be better if you do yourself just Sure. Just like mm-hmm.
1: Sure. I can I can do that. And thank you. Thank you. You're so kind with your um classic English. <laughs> <laughs> um so well like Tiva said, my name is tobe I um I'm a Nigerian immigrant. I like I like to leave with that because I know that a lot of your audience, you know yeah. With, um Nigerian immigrants trying to navigate their way yeah. in the American space. Yep. And um I've been in America since two thousand and sixteen. Um through that time I have lived and gotten myself sorted pretty nicely cool. in corporate America. I believe that's that's why Favor wants me on here. I also on the side, have a YouTube channel, have a podcast, play around in that space. But primarily my day to day is working in my nine to five mm-hmm. um have a nine to five job and, you know building myself and helping my family and making everybody love me the way
0: David does. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. <laughs> so basically um, when I was reading Tobey's background, um, I'll just tell you a little bit that I know about Tobey. So one of our key competences is, is, you know, communication, right? And communication of feedback and information, right? Especially in corporate America. Tobey is highly skilled in coaching, leadership, team building, mentoring, training and product ownership and she is into um agile methodology she has like a deepened sense of i like the agile mindset and most people that are not in it might not understand that but basically she's in the it space she's an it professional and she has a very interesting background that we are actually going to talk about but in the meantime my very first question to you um is How did all this, um, how did, how did it start? Like, when did you know you were going to be coming to America and how did that transition start for you?
1: Um, so I think I knew I was going to eventually come to America when I was maybe, what, 16 or something. Um, because, um, at that point I had a family member here who had filed for me, but then it was that thing where I was made aware that, you know, it's going to be a long process. So even though we're filing now, you may not come to America for another 10 years. Okay. And so it was at the back of my mind, but it wasn't an active thing that I was consciously thinking about and working towards. And so I kept on living my life in Nigeria like... I wasn't going anywhere, you know? (laughs) And, you know, with these things, you never know. You can shout for a person, it would work out, and, you know, it might not work out. So it wasn't a thing that was pressing. It was just Mm -hmm. knowledge. Yep. Um, And then by 2015, you know, you started to get feedback from the SIS, and then started to know, okay, yeah, so it's most likely going to happen. There was a lot of communication. And then by 2015, my visa came through Mm. and I had to take the first trip. I I came for the first time in 2015, Mm -hmm. but now understand that I had built a life, a beautiful, amazing (laughs) life in Nigeria, that I was very attached to. Mm and then, of course, there were things going on in my life at that time in 2015, but then coming to America in 2015 was such a shock hmm. for me. It was an emotional and psychological shock. It was difficult hmm. for me and I couldn't stay. I left. Wow, I, I, yeah, I left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel you 100 percent actually, yeah. My own is I did not have the choice of leaving. So, guess what? We We, start, we stood here. <laughs> but yeah, I keep going with your story. I'm listening. Um, um,
1: so, I, I left. And you know, it's that thing where you leave, but you also know that... You come back, for the sake, Yeah, for, for, for the sake of everything that is reasonable, you mm-hmm. will come back. Mm-hmm. You're, like, I'm, I'm, you're not going to have a green card and then say, I'm not going to come yeah. to America. That's, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So... I left and my intention for leaving was you know what well, let me go figure out figure out my life figure other things out and mm-hmm. if other things that I, um, I i work on play out and pan out good for me mm-hmm. i would then be going back and forth between america and nigeria okay right? that was my game plan the plan okay because i didn't want to live in america but america was just too complex so i just couldn't get it <laughs> and so i tried i went back like first i went to london there for a bit and then i went back to nigeria and i tried and i tried and i tried and you know the thing where everything is touched and stuff yes that's what was happening to me wow nothing i did was successful like and it was very strange to me because throughout my life i had sort of had that history where everything i touched was successful yeah everything almost everything that i had tried to do even if it didn't pan out as well as I wanted it to pan out it wouldn't be an outright failure yes. right? but then yes. I was now having experiences where the things that I thought were my set, the things that I thought I was good at were being thrown back in my face, <sighs> and I was like Yo,
0: this is not the right yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and
0: it could have been a sign, too, that maybe you were not supposed oh, to be there. Oh, it definitely was. Oh, wow.
1: No, it definitely was. Um, my my story is not complete with mm-hmm. a very huge emphasis on the grace of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I thank God that I was able to recognize that things were in- like And so I, I ran back to God. I ran back to God and he, Listen, I don't know what's going on. I have <laughs> no idea how to fix this. I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. I'm your daughter. Yes. Don't so you must help me. And yeah, you fix it out and tell you how to how it will go, right? Mm-hmm. But there's another thing where I actually want to hand over the God, and we don't know how to hear what God is to us. We don't mm-hmm. pay attention, and I'm a very stubborn person. My 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 history with God has a lot of stubbornness. Like mm. the day that we meet and we sit down, he's probably going to start with you are so a stubborn child. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I often don't pay attention. I mm. often don't pay attention when he's trying to nudge me in the right direction until he literally takes the bat and hits me on the head. Wow. Right? So it was I was in that space where I was saying to him, I've given it to you, but I was still being my stubborn self and not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so I got to that point where I said, okay, you know how you and I communicate. You know how this thing works with you and I, right? Mm-hmm. I, I ask you to give me an evidence sign that I know it's only you. And two of us will have this conversation. So I know it's only you that knows what's wrong. Yes. And I'm just going to wait. You know, I'm just going to keep going. And when you give me the sign, I'll know that's you. And so I had that talk with God. And I I, I I literally said to him, I'm going to buy a ticket, a one-way ticket to America. Mm and this is the date I'm buying it. I'm going to keep doing all these things that I'm trying to do because I want to stay in Nigeria.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You need to make sure that nothing, like this bout of failure that I've been getting, you need to make sure it continues. Nothing has to work because if there's a slight glimmer of hope,
0: hmm.
1: I will stay in Nigeria. Wow. Right?
0: And you can trust God. Yes.
1: <laughs> think you don't have to
0: fight it. <laughs> yep,
1: yep. You know, it, it, it kept on being that um, and it was very devastating for me Because one of the things I was trying to do I had been on video when I was in Nigeria mm-hmm, right? I was on the radio in Abuja and Enugu, mm-hmm. And then I moved to Lagos And I wanted to be on radio and TV in Lagos And I was doing auditions and doing interviews And everyone was liking me But not quite
0: hmm. So I would
1: get, a, um, I, I would get a, an offer And then there would be something that would come up And it would be like, oh, okay, yeah, you have the offer But don't start just yet Hmm. You know, so there were just so many small, little, mm-hmm, little things that mm-hmm. were just making things seem weird, um, and it was very painful to me because I was good on radio. I knew that I was good on radio. I mean, I had a track record to prove it. Yeah, look, people who were interviewing me had heard about me, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing where I was a, a novice coming to do this. So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't making sense that someone that had put bread on my on my table Cable for long, for yeah, ten years. So nothing panned out for me and I voted flight and came back to America America. now on that flight I remember I said to God I'm going to America yes I have two brothers here in America but I did not know I did not know what I was coming to do in America I didn't feel qualified Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I knew enough Mm -hmm. to do anything and I said God you know the calling that you have on my life
0: Mm
1: and I'm going to America and I'm going to face America it is in one option thing because yeah. clearly this is where you want me to stay. be. However you play this out is how it will play out. If you want my life to be a testimony, you'll make it so. If you want my life to be something that just happens by the wayside, you will make it so. But by now, you are in charge. I completely let go.
0: Hmm.
1: I completely let go. And hmm. when I came to America, within the first two weeks, there was a job that I had been getting considered for, right? And I remember I told them that, listen, I'm leaving America, I'm leaving Nigeria on, on this date was well, the 16th of September. I'm leaving America, I'm Nigeria on this date. If you take me a offer, I will go to America, spend two weeks and come back. Mm-hmm. If I don't hear to move back to my leave, I'm going to go to America and I will come back. Mm-hmm. They told me, oh yeah, you definitely hear from us before that. I said, okay, I didn't hear from them, mm-hmm. right? When I came to America, like two weeks after, they called me. They not only offered me the job. Mm. They offered me the job at twice the amount of money I had asked them for. Wow. Next. So, I was... <laughs> you, you, know, you know that thing where the, the temptation is yes. massive. Mm-hmm. You know? In that moment, I feel like that was my test. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I was mad. I was angry. Oh, really? I In my room, my brother... When my brother heard me screaming in my room he came like is everything okay i just said i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine but i was Not livid, fine. <laughs> you know yeah. um but i didn't go back yeah. because remember on the flight i had said i am facing america squarely yeah it is you and you alone right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that's what i did um So yeah, that's pretty much how I came to America. I started out living with my brother. Thankfully, my brother was kind. My my brothers, I have to, you know, God bless them. They were very kind to me. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my brothers, he rented a two bedroom apartment just so that I could live with him. Mm I came when I was coming to America all I had like I was I was because of all the things I was trying to do in Nigeria I spent all my money I was flat broke Tight. I think when I came to when I came to America all I had was maybe $150 she like, oh my God. My brother, that's all I was worth <laughs> yeah for real and this is this is going from going from having enough money to pay people's house rent and
0: people's hmm. school fees
1: to having $150, right? $150. wow <laughs> right it was it was it was um it was sad but then my brothers were kind to me one of my brothers you know, put me on a paycheck. He gave me $300. Like, he's like, I'll give you $300 every month.
0: Mm-hmm. So wow. that you can put
1: yourself together. You know, um he did that. But now, from that $300, I also had to pay half of the rent for the brother that I was living with because he too was just starting out okay. in, in America. You know, mm-hmm. so it was that thing where my one brother was giving me money so that I would be responsible yes. and work with my other brother. brother. You know, mm-hmm. so we did that. And it was that awareness where I knew. My brother is helping me. My other brother is letting me stay with him mm-hmm. and all that. So I have to very quickly start to go yes. my own ways. I'm yep. not going to expect my brother to keep giving me 300 a month extensively, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking for work. Mm-hmm. So there was a McDonald's near our house. Mm-hmm. Um, I would walk out to the McDonald's and, you know, try to get a job. They say, oh, your hair is bald kind. you have to change your hair. Wow. Too. Oh Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't have your hair wild and out of the way. Yeah, but business. they have so nets for
0: that. They have nets for that. Like, why would they be telling like, you yeah, that? Did. Okay. Girl,
1: it was, it was, it was so many things. And for me, it wasn't a problem. It was, okay, if I have these goals, no, Bahala, mm-hmm. I will go and I will adjust myself, right? Wow. And at that point, my mindset, because I didn't have a car, I didn't mm-hmm. have a driver's license. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't, my driving test mm-hmm. so I wanted to get a job at a place that I could walk to yes, so that yes. at least I wouldn't be spending money entering bus yes. or trying to figure out Uber or whatever mm-hmm. so I really wanted to work at that McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um they then said okay I should come to the interview with black pants I can't remember what the colour of top has to be Sha but they told me what how to dress for the interview mm-hmm. and I came but then the pants that I wore was like, you know, these pants that stop just above your ankle. They don't get all the
0: way Hi. down to your ankle. Jumping, jumping, trouser. Exactly, jumping trouser. Like,
1: yes. And then they were like, yeah, no, that can't work. I have to wear full pants, uh-huh. right? So, and every time I went and there, there was something wrong, they would reschedule me for another interview. To be honest, they were kind to me. They were actually, because it wasn't thing where they were saying, get out, we're not going to do it. And, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, because of this, because of this work, come back. And uh-huh. I didn't mind that, right? <laughs> now while all that was happening I was still looking for work I was still like applying for jobs customer service jobs mm-hmm. um, receptionist jobs mm-hmm. caretaker jobs like anything I was looking for anything because mm-hmm. I just wanted to earn still money at so the that time.
0: I wouldn't be a burden yes 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 right yes
1: now while all that was going on I got called for a job interview at some um, call center place mm-hmm. and they said, um, you know, they wanted me to come do an interview. The interview was an oral interview where I'd have to listen to someone speak and then respond to them, or mm-hmm. I'd have to listen to someone speak and then type out what the person said. said you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was that sort of cognitive um, interview process. And so I did that. And before the date that I had to go back to McDonald's, the call center people called me and offered me a job. Oh wow! My my salary was eleven Wow I think it was I think it was eleven dollars an hour and then later they increased it to eleven fifty an hour or wow. something like that. Um so I started work. I started work on um on Halloween. Hmm. I think it was on Halloween's Day. Yeah twenty sixteen. yes in twenty sixteen. That was when I started my first job. Oh
0: amazing um, you, never job. <laughs> of, you, you never forget your first job.
1: you never forget your first job. And she was she was it was so amazing because um I worked, You know how they do bi-weekly paychecks, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I started working in the second week or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But basically, the paycheck that I got, the the the, the amount of money was for one night. I remember. That wow. I, I, I still have that paycheck. Instead, I'm like, oh my god, that?
0: Go <laughs> <back." laughs> that's um, interesting. Wow. Um,
1: so that 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 went on and. I'm thankful for that job because mm-hmm. there was someone at that job who at that time said she was talking about like a, a friend that he had who worked on radio because I used to tell them that I used to work on radio and yes. I like to get a radio job, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so he was talking about a friend that, that worked on radio and on at the friend's job, she was earning $80,000 hmm. um, annually. And... You know, I was like, what? $80,000? You know that? Hey, hey, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Dollars, uh, not Naira. Dollars. Oh. Wow. So, like, I remember one day, his name is Karan.
1: I remember one day he was like, you know, that do you feel like you can't earn six figures in America? I'm like, wow. I don't even know. Like, I don't even, like, I don't know mm-hmm. that I can earn six figures. Either. I mean, if I'm going to earn six figures, it'll probably be like maybe after five or six years. Or well, 10 years, working in a movie, You know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you know, it takes a while, but you know, it's possible. He was it's telling me you want to earn that kind of money, you have to move to somewhere like New York or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like where I live was Virginia. You know, like no one in Virginia has that kind of money. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, while I was absorbing that, I was also doing my own personal research Research. and just seeing seeing what the options seeing what was there what was out there and I was seeing that there are jobs that pay you plenty money Yes, there are jobs out there that pay you plenty money Um, but some of these jobs would think that I did not no, there were mm-hmm. job titles, but I did not know what went into mm-hmm. the job, except mm-hmm. it was stuff like in the medical field and all that. Mm-hmm. So my focus then became, okay, I'm in this customer service job. Mm-hmm. How do I become a supervisor, mm-hmm. a manager within the customer service job? Mm-hmm. Because the company that we worked for was, it's a, it a national company. And I'm like, if I could at least get into the corporate side of mm-hmm. this company, mm-hmm. I could put myself in the position where I'm earning 15, maybe even 80K, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. So that became my goal,
0: hmm.
1: Climbed within that customer service space. Mm-hmm. But as I was there, it was it became that thing where I was getting a lot of negative reinforcement hmm. from the people around me. You know, people telling me how, oh, if you want to make money, you either have to go and join the military or you have to oh go and God. be a nurse. Hmm. Um but I also had people who were telling me why you was your own, like, you, you mm-hmm. can, I mean, you bought a car, you have a nice phone, you live in a, your apartment is not so bad, mm-hmm. the money that you're making now, if you stay, 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 you can, you know, do good things. for Save, yourself." Savings. by the way, I was...
0: Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to say something real quick. Sorry, guys. Savings, honestly, that I'm, I'm now understanding, right? Yes, it's good. It's amazing. But it doesn't shoot you into wealth management. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it doesn't build wealth. You know it
1: doesn't. i'm not saying you have it, to be it, crazy it, about it, it.
0: but mm-hmm. yeah go ahead go ahead this I, I feel like savings gives
1: you it gives you a a cushion to stand yes. on. yes so yes. that you can propel yourself but yes. you're not going to save your
0: way into well exactly oh know? god that was what i was looking that was exactly what i wanted to say you can't save yourself into well um into well yeah yes yeah. but even that cushion can be taken away any second medical bills a big emergency yep. you know it's yep. i mean i i pride myself on you know somebody that you know tries their best to save the little i have but still it's like right now i'm like trying my best to be better just so i can build myself into good wealth management if that makes sense absolutely you know? but absolutely. yeah sorry continue that, that a way. Mm-hmm. yeah so
1: like within that space
0: you know i had
1: saved and i had stayed to the point where i had a thousand dollars and give away Wow! Right. Wow! So like I literally I I, gave, I gifted I gifted someone a thousand dollars. How hard were you working? Someone, my sister. <laughs> so it, was, it was my sister and it was it was like well, you know one, one of those landmark birthdays for her oh. and I'm like you know what you know I'm gonna do this for you so I I, I could do that right mm-hmm. so that, to understand how much I remember when I was earning was like eleven fifty yeah understand how. Girl, i was wow. I my shopping was at the dollar store wow. everything was the cheapest version of anything that i could find mm. that's what so I, and even at that time i was even doing a youtube channel and um people would watch my YouTube channel and I feel like oh yeah life is good but for those <laughs> who talk to me personally i'll tell you oh that thing that you're seeing that looks really cute i bought it for two dollars oh, you know i, I, I had like... I, I was i was shopping at goodwill stores mm. That's what I could afford. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was it was really that mindset mm-hmm. um that went into it, and there was a lot of negative reinforcement for me. I remember I was coming from a from a place where I was not doing badly. Yes. Right. So yes. I I I I had had a taste of a nice life.
0: Yes. Yes. So
1: I knew that it was possible. Yes. And I started to say, okay, for me to stop hearing this negative reinforcement, I literally need to take myself out of
0: away place
1: yeah from it right mm-hmm. um and then god decided to bring another blessing into my life i was talking to a friend of mine who's in nigeria and she's like ah you don't really have friends there yeah, and you can okay. let me introduce you to a friend that's in maryland you know i don't know how far maryland is but you never know so she introduced me to her friend her friend was like ah yeah in this dead place you know what we'll come to maryland come and spend the weekend let's come and see america you know and so I drove down to Maryland, um, met up with her friend. We connected very nicely There was the party that he took me for. Like it was that thing where someone just said, you know what? Well, let me open your eyes. Mm. So he opened my eyes. Right. But then something else that was happening with me at that time is I was doing YouTube channels and I was doing Facebook live, but mm. I used to do stuff every, I think it was every Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember. Mm. And so. Before we went out to the party he wanted, he wanted us to go to, I said, hey, I want to do this my life thing because I have a commitment for it. So I was doing the live thing and he was watching me and watching me and, and watching. And when I was done, he literally said, what do you say you are doing in America, again?" I, <laughs> I said, you know, that, you know, I work at a call center now. I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be able to save up some money so I can move to Atlanta and go and chase, you know, this radio thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll try to chase acting. Mm-hmm. You know, because those are the things that I knew, right? Yes, yes. So, like, you know, this is what I'm, I'm going to do. You I said, eh, so you want to go and suffer? Hmm.
0: I'm
1: like, what do you mean? you mm-hmm. know said that from what he just saw, I am eloquent. I can talk my way around issues okay. I have a very clear and concise way of thinking through problems the way that the, the, the subject matter that I discussed he said that he really liked the way I broke it down mm-hmm. and that I was even doing that without referring to my notes mm-hmm. so clearly you know it's something that's in me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that he feels that I should go and google the career path called business analysis oh my and I should Lord. see But he thinks that I'll be a great business analyst mm-hmm and I'm like oh okay cool no problem and then he gave me a book he was like if you like it read this book mm-hmm. and then you know let me know right so after that weekend I came back um, to Virginia and I did my research and I read the book and I said ah. This thing is easy now. I've been doing it since. It's for me to see the mm-hmm. problem that somebody has, mm-hmm. break down the problem, articulate it, mm-hmm. write it out, mm-hmm. and present it to my developer, let my developer
0: work. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: it's a very simple process. Mm-hmm. Sure. What I then had to learn mm-hmm. were the terminology yes. for it. Yes. You know? Yes. So I called him, and I'm like, oh, I can do this. Yes. And he said, OK, no problem. Call this number. You know, she, the, this person has like classes and stuff. Uh, will help you get the certifications that you need. Call this number and reach out to her and get it, get it started. Right. So I called the number. The lady was amazing to speak to. Mm. She told me what her class schedule was. Told me how much it was going to cost. It was money that I didn't have. She <laughs> said, okay, she could do like instrumental payments. I said, okay, great. Now for me to attend the classes, I have to make changes to my work structure. schedule. Mm-hmm yeah those changes weren't available for me to make unless i cut my hours
0: yeah yeah. so what i
1: did (laughs) what i did was to get a second job i got a second job as a teacher as a substitute teacher Hmm. and then i went to the call center and told them to make me a part-time staff Hmm. right so what that did was as a teacher i would wake up early in the morning maybe i'll go to school from like seven till two then i'll go work part-time at the call center from four to I think it was it was it four to eight or something like that and then what that gave me was that window between two and four to do self-study and then from nine to like 11 to do some self-study and then I would sleep. right mm-hmm. so that's kind of like how I broke out my schedule so that way I could make more money really because with the math I was making, I can't remember what the exact figures were, but I was making, I think, like $20, $30 more for paycheck. Okay. So I figured, okay, this was a better dynamic for me. It would help me have more money so I could pay her and it gave me time to actually study. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when you're in a school environment, even if you're with children, the fact, the things that, um happens with you being a school environment is that it forces your brain to know stuff. Yep. Because yep. kids are gonna come
0: ask you questions. Ah. You have to have the answers. Annoying yeah. human beings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh good. Yes. It's a love hate relationship you know, between me and kids. Like I can't oh <laughs> especially especially teenagers.
1: Yo, teenagers. Oh my god. A very, a very special grade. Yep. Thank very you. inquisitive. <laughs> yeah <keep> good <going. laughs> But it's, 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 that, it's that sort of mindset and thinking that made me make the decisions that I made because I knew I had to put myself in a position where I could learn what I needed to learn, mm-hmm. I could have the money that I needed mm-hmm. to um, pay for the classes, mm-hmm. and I could just give myself the range that I needed to be successful. Hmm. Um and then her classes were on Saturdays, right? So oh, I would work Monday to Friday and then Saturday morning I would drive from Virginia to Maryland. That was like a three and a half hour drive. Oh my god. I would drive from Virginia to Maryland, attend classes, turn around and come back to Virginia. Oh, wow. If I was lucky and that weekend there was somewhere I could sleep in Maryland, maybe like you know, maybe my friend had a um I could stay at my friend's place or you know, it, it, it wasn't all you know, it's not when when your friends with someone of your opposite sex, it's not every time that it's convenient yep. to Stay over, over. yes, yes, so, yeah. So sometimes I could, sometimes I couldn't. When I could, i would stay and then come back on Sunday. When I couldn't, I would turn right around and Saturday I'll come back home.
0: Hmm.
1: Right. So that's what I did for I don't know how many. I probably did that for about two months or something like that. That was my my schedule. Mm-hmm. And as I was learning and practicing what I was learning and becoming. You know more aware of what i needed to do to um transition into that industry i also had to then start thinking of how i wanted to tell my story mm-hmm. right because the key to getting into corporate america the first thing is to be qualified hmm. right okay so okay but at this point I mean, I've been telling my story, but at this point, I'm going to start using my story to talk about corporate America. That's that's, that's, that's the cost of your yep, podcast, That's right?
0: that's perfect. Okay, yeah. So,
1: yeah. so the first thing is to be qualified. You have to make yourself qualified. Whether you're making yourself qualified by a university degree, by a master's degree, by a certification, mm-hmm. you have to be qualified on paper. Whatever it is that the recruiter needs to see on your resume mm-hmm. so that they can give you a call, mm-hmm. it has to be on your resume. Wow. Whatever you need to do to get it,
0: do get it. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. First thing. Now, after the recruiter talks to you, the thing that is going to get you a second interview is how confident you are. Mm. Is how well you know that thing that is in your resume. If, for instance, you have called yourself, you you called yourself an an eye surgeon, right? Mm -hmm. How well can you talk about the human eye? If you've called yourself a developer, how well can you talk about the coding languages if you've called yourself an analyst how well can you communicate in such a way that makes it clear that your brain is breaking things out in a clear and concise way you have to be confident right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the, the thing that will then get you in that second base or third base interview that will help you get the call back where you're talking to the person who makes the final hiring decision
0: mm-hmm.
1: is your ability to tell your story. Okay. Telling your story is knowing where you're coming from. What, what experience have you had before? And trust me, as long as you're a living, breathing human being, you have had some sort of experience that can be translated into corporate America. Okay. What
0: sort of thing would you look out for? I will look out for. So the question was: if I was hiring a new recruit, what will I look out for? I'll look out for mm-hmm. number one, if they have the skill set, right? Mm-hmm. And if they make some sort of impression on, on me during the interview, like what makes them stand out from other people? You know, apart from right. what I can read on paper, their personality, can I work with this person? You know, how do they articulate is- things? Um, how Are they going to also be an addition to this firm because it's not just about hiring you to fill out a quota it's about in the long run would you be here for a long time would you give us problems is your attitude something that we could work with because at the end of the day you're working with human beings and not robots so you know those are the few things i think i'll be looking out for right and your where
1: your head's at is Typically, where the head of any person who is trying to build a long-term business Mm would be at, right? So, when you think about about it from that perspective, you would realize that even when you do not have corporate America experience, or you do not even have corporate work experience, Mm -hmm. you have life experiences that showcase your personality, that showcase your ability to articulate yourself, Mm -hmm. that showcase your loyalty. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you have life experiences that you can easily translate into different scenarios in the workspace right Mm -hmm. so that is why learning how to tell your story Mm -hmm. is the biggest key to getting the job that you want Mm -hmm. to pretty much just breaking the final barrier towards getting that call and that offer even when you're negotiating that is what helps you Hmm. so
0: so while i was so the first thing that I've learned so far is getting qualified the second thing is learning how to leverage your story correct right okay keep going well
1: well, the the second thing is knowing what your qualification entails okay right Okay. whatever it is that you say you are Mm -hmm. how how can you talk confidently as that person or that thing that you said that you are Mm -hmm. and then the third thing is leveraging your story Mm -hmm. whatever your story is Right, you can leverage it. Okay. Um, so while I was doing those classes, that was something else that I was doing. I was, you know, building my resume out, mm-hmm. figuring out how to tell my story, figuring out the parts of my story that would work for this place that I'm trying to go into. The parts of my story that wouldn't work, you know, because mm-hmm. with, with, with telling your story, it is knowing what to put in. But what's even more, more important is knowing what to put out. Yep, yep So you you, you must think about that. It has to be a conscious and intentional effort, right? So I did that, and when I started, I was telling my friend, the person who introduced me to um, the career path, you know, I I said to him that, you know, at this point, like, I just want to get a job that's going to pay me, like, maybe 50 grand or something. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he was like, are you mad (laughs) that look at you? Like, he literally said, look at you. How many people do you know that are as articulate as you are? Mm You have a stellar career history. You've been working for almost ten years hmm. and then you want to come to America to earn fifty K. Why? <laughs> and I told him, uh uh-uh, uh, how much can somebody earn? He was like, Listen, if you get a job that's less than seventy thousand, I'll be mad at you hmm. And I said, hey, okay, I didn't know. No problem now. Let me increase my goal. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you see you see, that is that is also something that is key, mm-hmm. right? When you're trying to look for a job, mm-hmm make effort to have at least one person who speaks power yes yes
0: please
1: it's important to have that someone who tells you your dreams are valid but you can dream bigger yes please someone who tells you these goals that you set for yourself are great but hey here is other goal reach mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. right you need to have that because when I got my first job <laughs> because I had had this conversation with this guy who told me anything less than 70 wasn't good enough mm-hmm. I asked for a ridiculous amount of money, (laughs) and what then happened is that the recruiter said to me, okay, we were considering you as just an an analyst, Mm -hmm. for us to pay you that amount, I'm going to submit you as a senior analyst, and I said, okay, cool, do that. So my first job was as a senior analyst, earning significantly more than that 70K Mm. that um, my friend told me about. Wow. now understand that if he hadn't said that to me I would have gone there and told the recruiter you know maybe she should be a 60k and I would have gotten a 50 or 60k job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying yeah. so that is the power of having positive reinforcers in your life you have to find them and if the people around you are not positively reinforcing you, you will find ways to shut their voices out. Now, let me tell you something ridiculous that I did. I've told this story before, so I think now I can talk about it very freely. Mm-hmm. At the time that I was looking for a job, I moved. I moved from Virginia to Maryland because I felt like I would get a job in Maryland that would pay me the kind of money that I wanted, right? That's mm-hmm. 50K because they had told me you can't get fifty k fifty k jobs in Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. So I moved to Maryland. I was living there and I was trying to get a job and I had people including people in my family who were saying to me you had your customer service job you had your teaching job and you left it to go and be sitting down in someone's house so you are looking for work would you go back and want a customer service job wow I was hearing that reinforcement a lot oh but I should also tell you that when I started my whole journey I attempted joining the air force hmm. I wrote the exam to join the air force and I was trying to, you know, work out and get myself in a, in a good physical shape so I could go do the physical test. Mm-hmm. But I never did that, right? Mm-hmm. So I was also getting a, um, reinforcement: you you pass the airport exam, or you're not going to do the physical test so that you can get airport job before you now become too old, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to a point where I told everybody that I had a job. Hmm. And, that like the job was paying me $2,000 a month. Hmm. I didn't have a job. Wow. What I did was every morning, I would dress up, get into my car, <laughs> drive to my friend's place, and I would sit there from 9 to 5.
0: Wow. To job. Just not to hear unnecessary talk. Ah.
1: Exactly. Wow. <laughs> exactly. So, it is, it is that level of intentionality mm-hmm. and sharp focus. And I think that people who are immigrants especially yes. need to do that. Especially if you're an immigrant that has you know, when when, when you have a, a solid a solid um um middle class family background, yes. right? Yes. There is emphasis on safety.
0: Yes. Yes. Right? Yes, we want to be safe. So we don't want to you, take Yes.
1: You don't want to take too much risk. Mm-hmm. Once you see the one that is walking small, just hold that one, hold that one, mm-hmm. hold that one. Mm-hmm. And as much as safety in itself is a good thing, mm-hmm. it's very easy to be so safe that you forget to live and you strive, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think for immigrants, the immigrants, whether you're coming in as a student, whether you're coming in um, with your, whatever your situation mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. it's important to know, yes, you're going to start, you're probably going to start from a place where you don't really love, mm-hmm. but then when you start, from your starting point, think about how you can propel yourself. Hmm. And if you need to douse down the sounds and the voices that you're hearing to allow you to do that, go right ahead and do, go right ahead and do it. While you're doing it, don't forget God. Do yes. not forget God because yes. all these gods that I had, let me not lie, I <laughs> knew that I made God this is what I'm about to do. have <laughs> <a year>. to
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yep.
1: Right. And so, um, that's pretty much how you know what I did I, I was spending a lot of time applying for jobs I got to a point where I was sending 100 job applications a day when I say this it always go like you're crazy I'm like yes because I did not have a choice I was desperate mm-hmm. it was it was literally a do or die affair. Mm-hmm. if this one doesn't work I'm finished mm-hmm. I had no money mm-hmm. my friend my friend introduced me to a friend of his who was a pastor and That pastor, you know, my son just takes you and says, you know what, I'm going to see you as my sister. Mm -hmm. Randomly, he would say, how far? You don't shop. Mm -hmm. You know, come, let me give you food. Or, you know what, just take this hundred dollars. You know, so I had that favor. I thank God. Mm -hmm. I really had that favor. But on my own, without that favor, bam, I was, it was rough. It Mm -hmm. was rough, man. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And then... I got the job offer. Now, the job offer was amazing. And so, believe it or not, that job offer got me to move back to Virginia. Wow. You see the Virginia that he told me I couldn't get that kind of job? In? That's mm-hmm. exactly where I got that kind of job. Wow. And so, I moved back. I moved in. I was living with my brother. Um, but My brother, at this point, he started to do other things with himself. And so, I lived in his house for a bit. And I was, you know... Um, we were figuring it out. You know that thing where you like rent a room from a person's house? Mm-hmm. It's my brother's house, but America is not a kind of place where you just buy and meet with somebody mm-hmm. I and mean, be lavish in mm-hmm. support, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we we're making that work together. And then after some time, I said to myself, okay, it's time. I'm going to buy my own house. And that's what I did.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. I did that for how long was I? I started working. 9-11-2017 that oh. was when I got my first
0: job so <laughs> what the significant British- dates that's interesting
1: you, you, you don't ever forget these things mm-hmm. because when you when you go on this kind of journey mm-hmm.
0: where
1: you literally wake up every day and all you can do is say god if you don't help me I have nothing else yep yeah. You don't forget. I don't. For me, I don't think I will ever forget this period, that period in my life. I don't think I ever will because so many things happened. There was a huge increase in my dependence on God. You know, yep. I think. I think He does this thing where He takes everything away mm-hmm. so that you would realize that it's only Him that can help you.
0: Yep. Yep. You're right. You know. You're so, right.
1: I, yeah. And I was in that space. And right now, with where I am, even in my in my journey of faith when I think back I'm like yeah everything that is working for me now and everything that I believe now it started between 2016 and 2017 yeah you know so yeah. that's a very monumental time in my
0: life to some people it's like a year it's just a year but then that year, a year. was a lot of yeah. processes you know yeah. a lot of hard work because i i can hear dedication there. waking up early doing two jobs at the time at the you know before you now moved all the way to maryland and then there was no jo- oh my god this sounds like a lot of work so basically people need to be you know you should have that dedicated dedication at heart like if you if you really want to move from your present situation to something else you need to be dedicated you know that's a very huge to. disclaimer you know you need to yeah. be dedicated huh. oh, well.
1: and and you know speaking directly to getting into corporate america I've, yeah. I've had people who say yeah they're looking for work and then i say okay how many job applications are we sent today oh like maybe 3 you they're not serious <laughs>
0: You know I'm on this table, Toby, what is your problem, <laughs> Jesus Christ? Koukouba, break it. Scatter it, oh God. Hey.
1: No, but think about it, right? Yeah. Think about the number of people who are out looking hmm. for work. I mean, especially like right now with COVID, yeah. right? Over 6 million people are huh. out, unemployed, right? So at the point, COVID is going to go away. That's a yeah. blessing By because God's grace. Come to an end, mm-hmm. right? So when it goes away and people start hiring again jobs start coming back there will be about 6 million people trying to get jobs jobs it means that for that regardless of how we want to see it there will not be 6 million jobs available available. because Mm -hmm. if anything what COVID has done is that it has shown us that some jobs
0: are are very necessary.
1: Mm yes Mm-hmm. Some jobs can be done from home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's shown, it's it exposed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So now, for every one job that there is, you can be sure that there are probably another 100 people who are yep, yep. And then you now say that you want a job and all you do is apply to three jobs. Hmm. Just looking at it from, it's, it's mathematics, <sighs> right? Probability doesn't work in your favor if you do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep.
1: You know, so I think that anyone who is trying to look for a job, you need to take job searching as a job Mm in itself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Wake up in the morning, get your mind right, get your attitude right, get your spirit right, and start applying for jobs. Give yourself a target of anywhere from, what, 20 to 100. It is possible.
0: Yep, yep.
1: You know? Mm -hmm. So you do that. And then, of course, there are some jobs where you need to do a little bit extra. Your yeah. job jobs where yeah. it's not just your resume, you're going to send, you're going to send your resume,
0: cover you're letter. going to send your cover letter, you're going to reach out to a recruiter as yep. well. Yep. You do the extra. I, I like that thing you said about getting your spirit right. Baby girl, hmm, this spirit has been down, especially when I've been working back to back for like months. And I also like that thing about saying that we need to be careful about being safe because I feel like, I'll take myself as an example. The moment I got my um, current contract um, role like i just i won't use the word relaxed but i was just like okay fine let me just settle into this one for now you know might just use this one take hold body i mean it did it, it doesn't stop me from like applying to what i really want but i feel like i don't know the drive just slowed down if that makes sense like it just mm. basically just died like many days i'll wake up and be like oh my god i'm supposed to be doing this i'm supposed to be doing that but then other times i'm like you know what? said why are you complaining? Just chill, you know? But there's no time to chill, especially when you know that you can be doing more, you know? So now yeah. I'm like low-key trying to give my my drive CPR. Like it needs to come back to life pretty much. Give you know? your drive CPR. Yes. And I mean, for
1: that, I, I think that there are really two ways to look at it because if you set a goal for yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you achieve that goal, it's a good thing to settle into the goal, mm-hmm. enjoy it mm-hmm. That in it right mm-hmm. but the, the 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 beauty of life is in the journey of life yep. right mm-hmm. so when you achieve one goal you need to be able to say okay i'm here now i like where i am. it's great mm-hmm. where am i going next and then you figure out what you're going to do to get to where you're going next. Now I can tell you about my transition. I just transitioned transitioned into a new job mm. that made me move from Virginia to Dallas. Yep. And I literally just... started this new job in April.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And woo
0: woo woo! Kunaka kunaka kunaka! <laughs> oh yes yes yes!
1: <laughs> and it is this this job. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell you mm-hmm. I intended to get this job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No. But I intended to get a job that gave me a lot of... So basically, all the things I wanted in my new job Mm -hmm. are present in this job that I have, and then
0: more. That's amazing. You see what I'm
1: saying? Mm -hmm. I made this decision to transition. Hmm. Um, When did I make the decision? I made the decision in December of
0: 2018.
1: Hmm. Right? And I said... December 2018 18 or 19 vision board 18 oh
0: okay to transition to another job a good a better yeah. job okay 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 yes
1: okay. right so I, I do vision boards every year that's so good 2018 at the end of 2018 i put it in my 2019 vision board
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you know I, I, I put it like i wanted an increase in my salary hmm. but it was like a small increase in my salary because i knew that i could get that by getting a promotion at work yep, right yep. so like i, I want to increase my salary and then i wrote a bunch of certifications that i wanted to do and i put it there like i'm doing these things so that 2020 i can double my income Mm. you Mm. know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so through 2019 i was preparing for 2020. oh
0: that's amazing
1: i remember because i I had a um, after i got my house i got got a a tenant who was living in one of my rooms Mm -hmm. and when we were talking she she moved in. I remember she moved in May of 2019, and I remember in that conversation, you know, I said to her, "Oh, by May, tiny I'm not gonna live here anymore." I
0: hmm.
1: said she was like, "Oh, do you have like something like I don't know, but my, my intention is mm-hmm. to move out of this place, so I'm hmm. gonna, so you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move out. I, I don't, I don't know, but that's what I'm working towards." Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, "Okay, cool." And then she said to me, "Oh yeah, if you move out, I'll maybe take over the whole house." And I'm like, "Yeah, cool." So we had that arrangement. Wow in may of 2019 right now i moved i moved to dallas at the end of may Mm -hmm. 2020 Mm -hmm. she has taken over my entire house oh wow you see what i'm saying
0: that's amazing it took
1: a whole year for that to happen Yep. again grace of god but a lot of intentionality now what i did through 2019 i did a lot of work on my linkedin Mm -hmm. you know i made sure that i was connecting with people mm-hmm. and having active conversations with them yep. so that the, the LinkedIn algorithm works in my favor. Like when you Google, when you search any sort of keywords, mm-hmm. I pop up because I'm having those conversations, right? Yep, yep. And then I made sure that I was getting trainings. I got so many certifications in 20, 2019. It's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I, I wrote so many exams. It is like, oh my God, it's painful to think about. Mm-hmm. But I did all that because I knew that those were the things that I needed gave me a fighting chance yep. for what the kind of money I wanted to make in 2020 hmm. then I went and I started saying okay the kind of, this is how much I want hmm. what are the job titles within my industry that can pay me this amount of money
0: hmm.
1: right hmm. I started looking for those job titles I found one of them and I said, okay, at this point, I can do it. Like, I know what this is. I can do this very well, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So what I now did was, the, that's the agile coach um, mm-hmm, job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I can get agile, so agile coaches to earn this kind of money I want to earn. Great. Now, let me go and tell my people in my office, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Let me start shadowing agile coaches so mm-hmm. that I can gain experience and support you guys in your agile transformation journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they said, oh, great. We actually need more coaches. Come along let's mm. do this together so even though i was doing my regular job by this time my job title had changed i was no longer an analyst i was now a product owner
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, and i had gotten i had also gotten a promotion mm-hmm. but i was doing my regular job mm. and i was also supporting at the center of excellence as an agile coach even mm. though i wasn't certified wow i was doing the work so mm. again if you, if you notice if you notice there's a there's a trend here yes. at any point at any point I need to make a change. Mm-hmm. I start doing two jobs. Yes. 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 Because you will, you will have you you will need something else to help you propel to where you need to get to, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So after you've gotten your first job and you're comfortable, you now need to actively find the other thing you can add to your first job that will help you get your second job, the kind of second job that, that you,
0: you want. want. Yep. Yep.
1: Right. Oh, so t- the, the the lessons in there really that anyone should take. Really identify what it is that your target is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna have your if you set your first start, target. Enjoy it. You know, leave la vida loca. From 2017 to 2018, I was living la vida. Well, not, not la vida loca because I'm just a frugal person, but you know, I was traveling. I was buying things I couldn't afford before. You know, I was just <laughs> living a nice life, eating well. Mm, <laughs> you <too know>? well. <laughs> and <laughs> and then at the end of 2018, I'm like, okay. There has to be a shift. Change, yeah. I set a timeline. It was a very lengthy timeline. Change. I gave myself over 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 a year. And it was now a thing of identifying what I needed to do to make make that thing possible. Mm. And I started to do it. I, I don't take credit for all of this because there is a lot of God's grace yep. in it. Like, yep. I cannot even I can't even deny that. But
0: where there is God's grace, there is also the work that you yeah. do. You need to move. Yep. You need to move. Intentionality. Wow. You need to move intentionally. That's amazing. So I was going to ask, so the tools that I was going to ask, I mean, you just basically answered most of my questions in this, the stories that you were saying, which is amazing. So the main tool that you used to like, um, network was LinkedIn. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Did you yes. use other tools? Did you meet with this employers like face to face, or did you make the connection on LinkedIn and then maybe meet them for coffee, and or it was just purely electronic?
1: It was purely electronic in my case, but that doesn't remove the value of face to face. Okay. Now, for for me to for me to um gain that additional experience that I needed within the company that I was working for originally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was emails and literally walking up to someone's desk and saying, Hey, so and so told me about you. This is my name, this is what I want.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because here's the thing, right? Remember the when we when we when we were talking about getting your first job, what mm-hmm. was the second thing? You're confident. Yep, yep. Right? Yep, yep. And you, you don't you don't have of course when you know what you know, you're confident. But even without knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know. Mm. is a space of confidence as well. Mm. For you to be able to say, hey, I'm trying to find the answer to this particular thing. I don't know. You can help me. Help me. Yep.
0: You yep. see what I'm saying? Yep. So,
1: you, ha- you, you, ha- you have to have it where, to where wear the worst thing a person can do is to say, ah, this one. Now, wow. That's the worst thing they can do, but they can't beat you.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's the worst they can do? Say no or just you know, shrug. You're right. You're right.
1: They can't teach you. Yep. You know, and as long as you're not being obnoxious and rude and entitled, yes, you know, yes. Most people, most people will help you. Hmm. A lot of people, you know, say a lot of things about how people want to hoard information and all of that. Yeah. That. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Yeah. But believe me, the manner in which you approach a person and ask them to help
0: you. Mm-hmm.
1: Can open up doors for you. Most human beings, like I mean, you just sent me a message and said, "Hey, let's do the podcast." Right? Yes, and yes, of course. Being, yeah. Most <laughs> human beings feel better when they give.
0: Yes. And
1: all I'm able to give you is information. Information
0: yeah. doesn't cost me anything. Yep.
1: Yep. You yep. know. Yeah. So, most people will help you. Mm-hmm. Most people will help you, but it depends on how you ask, and yeah. you have to be confident in asking. Yeah. So, my, my, my tools were LinkedIn and personal one on one conversations, but it was personal one on one conversations in an environment that I was already familiar with. Yeah, that makes right? sense. It mm-hmm. was with my manager, my director, my VP, other people in other teams, asking mm-hmm. them, you know, something. I remember a conversation where I literally asked someone, What don't you know in Agile? And in the conversation, I realized
0: what I needed to go and learn so that I could teach. Hmm. 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 My God. I'm on this table. Oh, God, I feel this (laughs) entire podcast is for me. I hope you guys are actually listening because I feel like if you've been, if you've made it so far on this podcast and you've not learned at least one thing, then honestly, I don't know what to tell you because, you know, sharing her story is just, it's amazing to listen to because then, I feel every young person can actually identify with that. Even if you're not young, if you consider yourself old, that's your business. But <laughs> like as far as you can you can at least identify with one thing throughout your career journey. Either you're starting, either you're already there, either you're thinking to like move up, you know, you should at least identify with something. And I don't know how to start thanking you to be honest. Speaking like this, has been really enlightening. And I personally need to just go back to the drawing board and just maybe not do things a lot differently because I feel I'm on that path. But I just slowed down, you know what I mean? I also wanted yeah. to tell you thank you. There was this one time that I, um, this was recently that I reached out to you to time I was going mad looking for job at every look nook and crony i remember reaching out to you saying oh i wanted to work for your then company right and i sent uh-huh. you like um you where now i sent you what i wanted to send the recruiter and you said something to me like you said something like I was like wow you are like really really prepared for a job or something like that and in my head i was a lot like encouraged because in my mind i felt like okay at least i'm doing something a little bit right do you understand because i feel like sometimes during your frustration as somebody especially a, a new job seeker you have all this confusion in your head and you're right you have some people too that are, you know negative reinforcers like when i tell somebody about um the jobs that i was applying to at the time and i also tell them okay this is the salary that i or this is like the salary i know via research that they are paying people you know even though you know, some of them are just you know out of school. Some of them have some sort of experience and blah blah blah. And you hear things like, "Hey, what kind of dream is that?" Like, "Hey, uh-huh. you know, what are you trying mm-hmm. to do?" You know. And I'm not saying but that. But people, oh my God, uh, help me! If you yeah, looking yeah. at you with side eye, like, mm, "Sure, yeah. come back, collect it, that thief. He brought the light, yeah. Come back, collect the money. Let me yeah. see," you know. <laughs> and I'm like, "But you, I've been to conferences. I've had conversations with people. I've spoken." to a lot of people i have networked with um, networked with people whether or not it has yielded the kind of fruits i want is completely off the debate but it doesn't stop you from you know working it doesn't stop you from knowing exactly what you want and exactly you know how you want it you know but like the, the general idea with my rant is you know do not stop working right um, as i'm encouraging you i'm encouraging myself to like you know know exactly what you want another thing i wanted to tell people too was you know if you followed this story from the beginning you identified with a role that was suited with your personality in a way you understand like transitioning from a completely different background in radio you wanted to transition into corporate america but you wanted to be sure that you were doing something that you knew you could do do you understand because i mean though you got the idea from a friend I will know but like People need to kind of research things that are within their skill set, things that they know that they can identify with like their natural talents, because then it makes the job easier. You cannot say you want to, I mean, you could do whatever it is you want to do if you can do it, but you don't want to say, oh, I have like a background in say architecture, right? And I want to go all the way to, now. like I want to go all the way to, you know, a far left career that you've, you've even though you don't have experience in, but you don't just have any interest in, if that makes sense. Like, it's, it's going to be very, very hard for you to transition into those roles. Like, it's very doable, right? If you have interest in those roles and if you have some sort of natural talents that could easily help you adjust into the new role you know so i feel it's something that people need to like really think about and some people like me too because my background was completely different in my undergrad but then i was able to like you know a little bit transition into it from like my master's but then again i could identify with one or two traits that i said okay i can do i'm still in the process of doing exactly what i want to do but like again you have to have some sort of interest for it to work that's what i wanted to you know make people understand and disclaimer you know it's good to be safe but sometimes it's also nice to be um it's better for you to you know make yourself uncomfortable for you to be safer in the future hey, hey did you see what uh, i did I, there i,
1: I, I like it. i i get it i oh, see it. Oh, you? oh
0: okay yeah i, I actually I actually like
1: that you said that because it's, it's finding that balance between safety and taking risks right yeah. and and it kind of like goes back to that thing where when you achieve something you bask in it yep. understand it learn it and then within that you set the next goal yep. you know and um, if I think that if anything the one thing everyone needs to take from all of this is regardless of how you start it is possible for you to achieve a lot more and you know, you you will be fine.
0: That's amazing.
1: Corporate America is not, is is not a hellish place. Mm -hmm. It could be, it could be challenging,
0: but, What is life without challenging yep yep it's not that scary guys anyways i don't want to keep you too long i can't believe we've actually been talking for over an hour wow like oh my lord there's just a lot (laughs) to talk about and i i really hope like i said before that you were able to take at least one or two different nuggets thank you so much to be for you know spending your time With us, like I, I, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Only God can bless you for me for your time. Honestly speaking, don't worry. When I blow in the future, I will say to baby, where do you want to go to? Where? Paris, yes. Paris, Australia. <laughs> choose, choose, choose the place you want to go to. Pretty much. Thank you. But yeah. Thank you. Anyways, thank, thank you, you for so much. Me. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Anyways, thank you guys for um joining us. I know this particular episode is so long, but there's no way I'm going to cut any part of this particular episode because I feel like you guys really need to listen and follow the story from beginning to the end but um before you go to bed, where can they find you like if somebody wants to like reach out to you maybe via social media or whatnot um it's time for you to sell yourself so Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can, you can reach me on social media, mm-hmm. Twitter or Instagram at IamTobayMeji okay. or you can send me an email. I respond quicker to emails actually. So okay. you can send me an email, reach at com, and I will
0: respond. Yeah. And she also has um, a YouTube channel. Right? Ah, I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do. I okay. mean, it's
0: also just a video um, on, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Please, you guys should follow her. I'm also going to be leaving this high information in the box, um, um, in the notes for this particular podcast. But thank you guys so much again for you know staying with us till the end of this podcast. Please follow us on social media at um just say it podcast. Um, and if you have any um, questions just send us an email at just say forever at gmail.com until next time please do not forget to always always let love lead and i'll see you guys in our next episode bye to be and bye bye bye! <laughs>